Clinton Jaws. Clinton Jaws, guys. Hey, if you're a retired member or current member, go to Goda. Goda. TheGoldenBadge.com. And you can get one of those. Put it back in your wallet because when you retire, you have to put it in this thing. That's what they make you do. Okay. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. I just got, I just want to say this. I just want to say this, and I know it's a boring story. It's going to be a short story, but it's a boring story. <clears throat> I just got back from, I just got back from the beer and wine store because my wife told me to go to the beer and wine store because after work, she wants to drink. She drinks her face off after work, and I support that. I think it's a good idea. I would rather have a tipsy wife than a bitsy wife, if you know what I'm saying. And I just, actually, she's going out with a friend. She's going out with a friend right after work. And she says to me, I'm not going to be long, probably five o'clock. I'm like, stay there till nine. Okay. You get excessively impaired. She's a nurse. She needs it. You know, she's, and I was thinking those jobs, right? You need a bunch of drinks if you're a nurse after work or a bunch of drinks if you're a dispatcher after work or a cop. And I think it's good for you. Anyway, so I show up to the beer and wine store and I look inside the beer and wine store through the windows and I see this guy there and I'm like, oh my God. I know him. I graduated with him. I'm going to have to talk to him. And let me just tell you a little story about him. Every time I see him, he brings out his phone to show me pictures and videos. Do you know these people that do this? Swear to God, I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Not too long ago, the last time I saw him was in a gas station. I'm in a gas station buying cigarettes for the kids. And he comes up to me with his cell phone. You, you got a Jeep now. I want to show you this video. He wants to show me a video. So he pulls out his phone and I'm like, oh God. Like, why do you? He's a nice guy. I have to say that in case he's watching. But he really is a nice guy. And... So there I am. I'm watching his Jeep go through a tunnel in the middle of the gas station. I'm like, okay. And I look. I look at the how long the video The video is seven minutes long. And we're 30 seconds in. And I'm thinking, okay, like, you going to make me watch the whole thing? And he says to me, wait for, you got to wait for the end. <laughs> oh, dude. What are you doing? So I, I get out of the truck today, and there he is. He's inside, and I'm like, maybe, maybe I should go somewhere else. A different, there's like 15 beer and wine stores in Port Alberni. But I go, I go in, and sure, there he is. He starts talking to me about my children, and uh, he starts talking about his 14-year-old kid just bought a car. Do you want to see it? I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to see your 14-year-old, who I don't know. This is really going to excite me by seeing this. So there he is. He's showing me pictures of this car. I'm like, man, I don't know your kid. I don't care about the car. I'm sorry. I'm in a hurry. I don't know why I'm in a hurry. I just am. But why do you think? And this, I just realized how boring of a story this is. I guess I just want you to know my mind. Like, that made me, I don't know, annoyed? I don't want to see pictures of your kid's vehicle. But then he, he actually said something interesting. 
<laughs> he said, yeah, my kid saved up on his paper route. Now, my kid has the same paper route. His kid's paper route is a couple blocks away. Here's something interesting, I think. I did a paper route in Port Alberni for seven years. And my kid now does that paper route. My paper route was Monday to Friday. His paper route is one day a week. And the same streets, the exact same customers, which is kind of neat. But I said to him, to that guy, I said, how do you say you the paper route pays like 13 cents a customer. I'm not kidding. It might even be nine. My kid gets 20 bucks a month, one day a week. It's a free paper. And a lot of times I help them. And I'm actually, we're actually delivering to the same customers that uh, I used to deliver to. And this is why I'm telling you this story. He's telling me, this guy's telling me that his kid is doing so good on the paper route because of the tips that he gets. My kid has over 60 customers. It's a free newspaper. And I know this shouldn't make me angry. Five people gave him a Christmas tip this year. Last year it was four. The year before it was three. And I'll never tell him I'm upset with that. And because I don't want him thinking like me. And I think it's a good thing. It teaches something. Responsibility, money. I don't know, but 20 bucks, man. And you can't tip them. The majority of the paper route customers won't tip them. And I always go out with him on Christmas. We, uh, we deliver them in a golf cart. I can't believe I'm talking about this. And I remember last year, and there's a bunch of people out. All the neighbors are out uh, decorating uh, their houses and their trees and stuff like that. They're out and about. It's a nice night. The snow's coming down. And it's the week where people tip. And he goes to a house and he gets a tip. It's a box of chocolates. He wants money, but he got a box of chocolates. Okay, we're not complaining. But I yelled. I yelled out like a nut. You got a tip? Oh, did you get a tip? How big was the tip? Somebody tipped you? Because I'm insane. I honestly, and I won't tell him this, but I honestly can't wait. There's a girl that I went to school with, okay? That lives over there. He delivers the paper five times now, she has said to him. Can you put the paper all the way through the mail slot? I taught him to put it halfway through the mail slot so it doesn't fall on the ground and all the flyers come out. People like that. The majority of people like that. But she has told him, put it all the way through about five times. And I'm thinking, I won't say it. I won't say it in case she's watching. But can you give him a quarter one day? Would it kill you to give him a dime? I can't believe people don't tip their paper boy. You're getting a free paper. I can't believe it. I can't believe how cheap they are. And we live in a pretty prestigious area in Port Alberni. You can't tip them? Anyways, I can't wait till he quits because I know I'm going to get thank you cards made out to every single customer saying thank you for your generous tips over the years. And wow, I'm going to show them. <laughs> I just spent, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes on that story. The world's going crazy. Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe that's what's happening. I'm going crazy. Every time I come on here, I talk about negative stuff. Those are two negative stories. That was a bunch of that was one negative story and a bunch of negativity. And I don't know. World's going crazy. Look at Russia. Can you believe Russia is about to invade Ukraine? Or maybe, who knows? Maybe he's bluffing. But this is how I'm, my mind thinks. I wake up today and I'm thinking, I wonder if he's gonna do it. 
If I was a nut like Putin, if I was a crazy man, maybe I am crazy, I would attack when the weather is nice, nice and cold and brisk. So I looked up Russia weather today and I'm like, oh my God, this is good war weather. If he attacks Ukraine, I bet you he does it Saturday or the beginning of next week. That's how I feel because the weather is calling for it. That's my crazy mind. It's a good weather for war. But can you believe this is even going on today? We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, guys. The the protests, of course. Um, The Charlie, the Charlie virus. Uh, We're going to take a couple of calls. I got a call. A police officer called me. Really mad at me. Really upset with me. I'm going to play that. Watch till the end. Let's talk about the protests. I'm going to show a video of uh, cops taking some gas. I'm sure that's going to be popular. And why are they there, right? Why are they there? You see it all over the news for, for their children, for your children. We are there for our children's future. Sounds so corny, but so right. It is so right. The majority of cops don't believe in mandatory vaccinations. I, it's got to be. Don't tell me the majority of Canadians want mandatory vaccinations, that you have to stick something in your arm. And don't tell me that you have a choice because you really don't. And I'm going to give you an example. My kid has friends over the other night. His friends, my kid's not fully vaccinated, doesn't have his vaccinations. His friends do. They want him to go to the movie. Guess what? Because my son just turned 12. He can't go to the movie. Who's this nut? Yeah. Click. Hello. Yeah, every day at this time. Creepy. Anyways, so he can't he can't go to the movie theater. It's a big hassle if he tries to. Does, does that seem right to you? That's why they're at. That's why they're protesting, demonstrating, whatever you want to call it. If we go to Cancun, figure this one out. Wife gets COVID. She stays in the she stays in the house for five days. On the sixth day, she goes to work. You 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 you're in Cancun. You get COVID. You have to quarantine for ten days. You can't get on a plane until the eleventh day. Does that make any sense to you? When we get home, because my kids aren't fully vaccinated, they are supposed to quarantine for fourteen days. My wife is allowed to go to the care home on day six, but she can't enter a plane on day six. Makes no sense. It's insane. It's insanity. Of course the world, after two years, is going to get fed up. And they're still there. Restrictions, lockdowns are still there. Bonnie Henry, I watched the other day because I thought she was going to lift them. She made more mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers. She doubled down. Canada's like 90% vaccinated, guys. I know I keep on saying that. I've said that so many times. Like, what else do you want? We took the vaccination. And there's people out there that agree with it. Okay, let's watch a little piece of the largest peaceful protest in world history. Because that's really what it is. Jail and take him in front of a judge. Yeah, okay. Okay. 
Because I mean, this is either him or me. Now we're just standing there. Those are the options. Yeah, I know which way. Back up here. Oh, that's waiting for backup. Waiting for backup. Yeah, that's what they're waiting for. That's their. Cops are at the protest because why are they at the protest? They're at the protest because they got a dipshit chief. That's why. That's why they're there. They're there because of Trudeau. That's why they're at the protest, because they have to be at the protest. They're trying to intercept jerry cans of diesel so the trucks, truckers, cannot stay warm at night. And that will force them to leave. And I swear to God, I would, if I was still a cop, I would do everything I can to not go, because I support the protest. It'd be very awkward for me to go and have to enforce the law. I wouldn't want to do it. I would, I would get a sprayed ankle or something. I, I would tell my boss, not going, anything. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to that. Why would I go to that? I, don't, I, I believe in, in their cause. That's what I would say. And if I did go, if me and Dave did go, the first thing I would say to Dave is, if you see a jerry can, Dave, you look the other way. Look the other way. Do you understand me? And if you find one, don't call me for backup, okay? That's what I'm, that, I'm just telling you what, I, what I'd be thinking if I was there. So this police officer, um, I don't know how it went down because all these videos start in the middle of it, right? He's talking to somebody who has a jerry can. Okay, right now he's got to hold the jerry can. <laughs> and if it was me, I'd be like, damn it. Why'd you do that, Clint? Why'd you grab onto it? But this kid was going to leave with the jerry can. They were probably just going to take the jerry can and call it a day. I don't even know. I don't even know. But now they're in a, a hug of war, kind of. This has got to be the most peaceful, most beautiful arrest I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it's almost beautiful, right? It's a beautiful moment. <laughs> it really is a peaceful protest right now. It's going to turn ugly, though. Not in this video, but... As a cop, I don't even know what the charge is. or I don't even know what it is. Gas, no pay. No, I don't even know. He's got the gas. He paid. I don't even know what it is. He's waiting. The police officer is waiting. I think he's waiting for more cops to show up in case things get out of hand when they arrest this kid, which is normal, which makes sense. No matter what protest you go to, police officers are going to be called that communist, coward, blah, blah, blah. I don't like it. I don't like hearing it. I think people know should know better. I don't think you should be insulting the police. I don't like hearing the insults. And I think Canada knows better. And they actually, it's pretty good. I think the truckers are handling themselves pretty good when it comes to treating police well. It's not off the wall like other protests that you've seen. Zero. 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 
It's very sexual. <laughs> He's taking a nap. That guy just said, once they arrest you, don't resist. I thought that was pretty good. That they're actually thinking that way and talking that way. But he's already been arrested, just so you know. And that's what he's waiting for. $20 worth of gas. $20 worth of gas. $20 worth of gas. A million dollars worth of police officers. Probably more than a million. This guy. They won't have families after tonight. They won't want to be part of this. I don't know. What's the point? I, people sent it to me. They wanted me to play it, and I, I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I just hope that the protesters, the truckers, like I look at the Ferry Creek protests for, I don't know, a long time. It went on for a long time, and every time you've seen somebody get arrested, it looked like they made as though they were dying. <laughs> And I hope the truckers don't do that. I, I know it's going to get uglier, but I hope you don't do that, okay? Take your arrest like a man. If you decided that you're going to get arrested, be arrested like this kid. Go he took it like a man, really. No resisting. Part of me think this is Canada. I think it's different in Canada. I think it's better in Canada. I mean, really. A crowd just witnessed a kid get arrested for something they didn't believe in, and the arrest went pretty good. That's pretty good. It's kind of something to be a little bit proud of, but I don't know. I don't like the words coward. And if you get arrested, get arrested like a man. Don't be a fairy creaker. You know what I mean? Don't act like a fairy. Oh, you hurt me. He's hurting me. But you get the feeling that things are going to really escalate. And I'm glad I'm not there. But they're really focused on this one. The largest, most peaceful protest in world history. I don't even know why they care so much. Nothing major is happening. Happening. So why are they so interested in shutting it down? Why not give them something? Give them a little something. An incentive to leave. Hey, we're going to give you this. Okay? Why wouldn't Trudeau just come up with a couple of things? You got till Monday. We're going to give you this. Make them feel like they've won a little. I mean, but no, nothing. No dialogue. No, nothing. It's insane to me. I hate saying the word insane, but it's just, it's hard to even wrap your head around. Okay, let's take some calls. I, I want to tell you, hey guys, I had a caller, Brendan, 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 Brendan or something like that. He called me last week. I made a video of it. And he was asking the question, hey, I got a driver's license that says I can't have alcohol in my system. And a couple of years ago, I had one or two beer and I hopped in a car. 
And so I made the video and I said to him, well, did you have alcohol in your system? Because right now I could basically have a beer in an hour I could drive and there's a good possibility that I will blow a zero. Good possibility that I didn't have alcohol in my system. So I just wanted him to think of it a different way possibly. And I realized that people are actually watching this and it's just my opinion, guys. It's just my, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me, okay? Don't take my words as gospel. Maybe he should. So anyways, I started thinking about it. So I called up Brendan. He left his number. So we had a good conversation the other day. And I just wanted to let him know, hey, you know, if you really feel that you had alcohol in your system, you're fine with saying it. You're probably going to be fine with, with saying it. Obviously, tell the truth on these things. I don't want you thinking that I'm telling you to, 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 to dodge it. It's just that when I was in recruiting, a lot of people, when they were answering the, that questionnaire, they, they were admitting to crimes that don't even exist. They were admitting to bestiality. They were saying they engaged in bestiality when they didn't even meet the definition of bestiality. Although they've changed bestiality. Now, before, you could have a sexual relationship with your house pet, okay? Minus the penetration. Bestiality was penetration. No girl in Canadian history has ever been charged with bestiality. I don't know why I just told you that. But people, I guess my point is people were, <laughs> they were admitting to stuff that didn't even exist. And I'm just on here gabbing, giving my opinion. And recruiting changes all the time. It's probably a lot different from the time when I was there. And I just wanted to, anyway, yeah, Brendan called back. He called back and then I called him. This is what he said when he called back. Uh, hopefully you can hear me a bit better this time. I'm not standing outside in the cold. I turned up the volume. <laughs> so I'm not breathing. Oh, and I realized as I was telling you the story that I said I had two beers like an hour ago, which made me remember every like episode of Cops or Live PD where the obviously drunk driver says I had two beers two hours ago. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. But yeah, honestly, had a, like a beer and a half, I think. And then yeah, this girl is determined to go. And actually, she was in the hot one, the girl I was dating who I'm not dating anymore was, but I was trying to impress her. So sure. I was like, yeah, I'll take your friend to the corner store. No mm. worries. Look at me being the hero. Sure. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Clint. Have a good day. You're welcome, dude. And thanks for calling. You call anytime, 604-330-2512. Guys, call. Ask me any question. It doesn't have to be copyrighted. Ask me any question. And he had a beer and a half and over some time. And and we had a good we had a good call. And go ahead and tell them that story. I, I don't want it to dissuade people. Dissuade? Is that a word? I don't want people thinking I'm telling them to hey, BS yourself on that questionnaire because I'm not. And I also made mention of good intentions. I gave a bad, I gave a bad example on my. Watch what you say when you say to them, "Hey, to the recruiter, hey, I had good, I had good intentions. I had to drink and drive. No, there's never a good time to drink and drive. If your dog is dying and you're drunk, you let your dog die, okay? Because they're going to think later on in life, oh, you had good intentions. You think you, you think good intentions is excuse to. Uh, be a criminal? That's all I was saying. And the other example I used was a cigarette. Okay? I'm not going to admit to smoking marijuana if I don't know if I smoke marijuana. For example, if I'm at a high school, I borrow a cigarette, because that's what you do. You borrow cigarettes. I borrow a cigarette. I smoke it. The guy says to me, hey, that's laced with marijuana. I feel fine. I don't believe him. I'm not going to say, uh, maybe I had marijuana. You know what I mean? Hey, Clint. Uh, it's Sharma here. I'm uh, currently out of uh, Alberta. Uh, hoping Sharma. 
from Alberta. Thanks for calling, dude. Yeah, five years seem to be pretty soon. Um, just uh, been watching your your podcast for quite a while now, and uh, you know. Thanks for watching. I appreciate that. Just really seem to enjoy them. They've been getting me through the process, or I guess kind of what to expect quite a bit. And uh, I just had a question for you. So just over the summer here, um, I've been. Uh, I was at a club uh, or a nightclub in, in Calgary, and uh, you know I had a. I was with a group of guys, about, uh, about five or six. Only knew really one of them, um, and we were also with a group of girls. And so one of the guys actually uh, approached one of the girls that I knew very well from high school. She had dated my best friend for uh, two or three years, so I knew her pretty well. And uh, you know, he was hitting on her and whatnot. He was grabbing her. Um, I saw pretty clear signs of discomfort from her. Um, and even her mentioning not to touch her uh, quite a bit, and uh, yeah, so one thing led to another. I, you know, I, I didn't want to want to just stand there, so I, you know, kind of walked up to him, grabbed him, took him to the side, and was like, "Hey, buddy, like you need to need to stop with that, and uh, and if not, like you know, there's going to be some some consequences from that." But I, uh, I was reviewing the RMAC for a bit, and and I saw there was a question about intimidation in there, and uh, you know. I, you know, my, my first concern was the safety of this girl, so I didn't really um, think of what I was going to say to uh, to this guy and kind of just said whatever I had to say, and that's kind of what it was, and, you know, he kind of, hey, man, like, what's your problem with it, and, you know, kind of that, and that was the end of that. I was just wondering if that would be any concern uh, as far as the RCMP application goes uh, in that question portion of it. All right, but other than that, thank you so much. I uh, love your content again, uh, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. All right. Thanks, Thanks. dude. Thanks Bye. for calling. Um, I think you're good. I think you're good. It actually might go in your favor. I don't know if there was any threats. might be a different story. I don't know if you threatened them. I don't even know if that would change anything. You diffused the situation. You had, you had a task that you had to complete, and that was to make her safe. And you solved the problem. There was a problem. Always remember when you say these things, it might be a great interview question. If you could probably, if they still give interviews, you could probably slide that scenario into answering one of the interview questions from the police recruiter. You had a task, whatever it is, the star, whatever. But remember when I was called on everything by, by the person that interviewed me. Like I remember saying something bad during the interview. And she, she would say, did you report it to police? Like, if you see a crime, was it a crime? Did you report it to police? So just be prepared for all sides of the question when asked. I like it, man. You acted. You acted appropriately. You've seen a potential problem, and you fixed it. You solved it. And you sound like a good kid. Hey, Clint. Comment regarding your, uh, your show there regarding uh, the truckers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you went to a lot of uh, house parties when you were a police officer. Mm-hmm. You probably uh, showed up with uh, a couple members and tried as best you can to control the situation. I, I bet you found that there was always a guy at that party who was kind of the leader, who would kind of come out, talk to the police, and say nothing's really going on, or, you know, I'm going to represent uh, the, the, the group of drunken idiots. And you know what? I'm sure a lot of those parties, they probably just they went well and you were able to leave. But I'm pretty sure every once in a while you have to call in the troops because 
it got out of hand. Yep. People were being idiots. And people were disrespectful for the police. And you had to manage that situation. You didn't start the party, but you have to fucking break it up. F and A. Well, you know what? You know what's happening in Ottawa? What? It's a party. And they're going to be calling in probably about 1,800 police officers that have to go and manage that thing. That's weird. All right? Police officers are the referees of society. I'm looking at you as a member, a former member of the RCMP, who's done the right thing, retired, and decided, you know what, I'm going to have an opinion. But you know what? Those boys and girls are going to go in there. It's not going to be an easy gig. And to have you sitting there with their jersey behind uh, behind you, taking a stand that's against with the partiers, essentially you're the biggest guy at the party right now with the biggest voice, chirping away. Those members are going to have to go deal with that bullshit. Mm -hmm. So... There's a there's a level of impartiality that comes with being a police officer. You've decided to take a side. And that's fine. But if you're going to take a side, put the fucking right jersey on. If you want to be a referee, you wear a referee jersey. If you want to be a player, you put on a, you put on the fucking team that you want to play for. You got a fucking referee jersey behind you there, brother. And if you don't realize if that's what that means, I'm going to tell you that's what it means. It's Canadian jersey to me. When you signed up to do the job, it meant you were going to do things that maybe you didn't agree with. Mm. So that's why police officers don't have opinions of this stuff while they're wearing the jersey. Because they got to go clean up the mess. So you turned your back on a lot of members. Oh. All right? You Ouch. pick what side you're on. And you put that jersey on. But don't put that one on and, and go on to a rant. Thanks, dude. Thanks for your call. I appreciate your call. And you know what? You guys could call and uh, you don't like something I said? That's fine. Give me a call. Let me know. Sounds like you told me that it was a good thing that I retired. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it's time you retire. You know, jeez, dude. Okay, I got to figure out how to. You said a lot of things there. I don't even know what to start with. At the beginning, you, st you started talking about a lot of house parties. Yeah, I've been to thousands of house parties. Thousands of them. And yeah, I talked. I usually talk to somebody who was the owner of the house. Not all the time. Just you go to a party, you get somebody's name, and you leave. Tell them to keep it down. It's the easiest, probably the funnest call to go to. But there were times where we never shut it down. We went to a party in Duncan once, and it was bad. It was so bad that we just left and we dealt with it in the morning. We knew if we continued, all hell was going to break loose. I was in a constable back then. When I was a corporal on mission, we all went to a house party. It was bad. If we continued enforcing to shut down the party, it would have turned ugly. So we left. We dealt with it the next shift when everybody was sober. So there are times that I went to a house party. And seeing the potential, that it didn't, it didn't make any sense because it was something so minor to, it made more sense to leave because the potential of injury and a lot of bad happening, if we go to push our power to shut down the party, it just didn't, it wouldn't have made sense. So we thought rationally, 
and we left. And I don't know if I don't even I don't even know if I'm making my making a point here. Hello. Hello. Um, aren't you supposed to be here? No, no, I'm not picking you up from school. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing a video. Thanks, man. You can walk. Bye, Bye bye. Uh, you made mention that I only have an opinion now because I'm retired. No, I had an opinion my entire career, and it got me in a, a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, I did things that I didn't want to do. I hated arresting girls on domestics. I hated doing that. They gave us 0% tolerance there. There was nothing worse than arresting a girl on a domestic. Not once did I ever see charges go through. They were never really the victim. And the guy just wanted a me day. I remember saying to a guy, you realize if I arrest her, she's going to be gone for the night. She's going to be in jail for the night. And he goes, yeah, I could use the break. And yeah, I hated doing that. But there were also things that I didn't listen to. I didn't write tickets. They hated me for that. I never wrote a speeding ticket. I didn't sign up to write tickets. I wouldn't have signed up I didn't sign up to go to a trucker protest. That's not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to police what a politician wanted me to do. Like if we're, we're listening to politicians, I, didn't, I, I would have never signed up for that. Crazy politician ideas. I think the world's been going crazy for the past couple of years. And there's a lot of stuff that I would try, I would try really hard not to enforce. But this wasn't part of my oath. It just wasn't. When I uh, said that oath that day and got my badge, I understand. I understand. I understand the police got to be there. Of course they got to be there. Of course they do. I get it. 1800? I don't know. That's if you want to shut down the protest. And why would we do that? Why would you shut down? Let it. Let it dry out. Like we did at that house party. We just left. And who cares if it's a party and they're having fun? Who cares? The largest, most peaceful protest in the world, probably. It's going pretty good. Have you ever seen anything so not bad? You tell me that I took a side. I don't know. Like, I, I'm, up, I'm upstairs, and I said to my wife, I said, can you hear this? Can, I want you to listen to this message. And, and she goes, don't ever play that for me again. It's stressing me out. And I said, but what does he mean? Like, who am I not supporting? You don't think I'm supporting the police? Just my last video, I said this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a tough time. I'm a critical thinker. It takes me a long time to think about things, and I've thought about it a lot today. It's going to take, well, yesterday, the day before, the day before that. Here's the problem with me. I support the truckers, but I also support police. And this is a weird one. That was before you called. Um, I've been doing this for a year and a half, and you think in your head that I don't, I'm not supportive. You think I'm taking a stand with the partiers. I decided to take a side. What'd you say? So if I'm going to take a side, put the right jersey on. Well, I don't have a trucker's jersey. Ed. I've, I was always the side of uh, the pro. Why, why is there sides? Like, I don't even. Like, really, the protest has nothing to do with police. But it does now. It didn't before either. But it doesn't. It had not. No police were around. Very minimal police were around. I, I liked 
the protesters' idea. But now that the police have come and joined the party, you want me to put on a police jersey? Now you want me to take their side? Is that really how you want my opinions to be on this show? Just jump all around? And it's almost like you're upset that I even have an opinion. And if you're a police officer, you're allowed to have an opinion. You absolutely are allowed to have an opinion. And I asked my wife, I said, I turned my back on cops. Like, did I? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. He thinks that. He thinks. And I, I don't know what you're talking about that, dude. I tried to look up your number, but you called in with no caller ID, and I can't find it. I was going to call you. But turn my back. I guess that's what you think. I guess that's what you think. I'm not going to agree all the time with police. I think I've done a pretty good job with supporting them and not turning my back on them. But you think I've turned my back on them a lot, a lot of cops, and I just don't see it. Maybe you could call back and explain that part. Maybe you could give me a couple of sentences of what I said and what you disagree with. Police are allowed to have an opinion while wearing a jersey. It's allowed. You're allowed to. It's up to you if you want to say or state your opinion. You make as though, though, you're making as though, though, that now that I'm retired, I got nothing to lose. Uh, But that's not true. I probably have more to lose than you have. I've got a ton to lose. I'm not going to explain it to you. But there are consequences. And there probably will be. There probably will be punishment. So yeah, I got a lot to lose. But thanks for your call. And calls like that make you think. I think you're wrong. I don't think I've turned my back on anybody. And yeah. Anyways, the kids are home. It's a cigar. Don't shut the door. What's how was school, dude? How do you know what weed smells like? Mom told me. He she told you what it smells like? Yeah. How was school? Good. You beat beat anybody up today? No. Why not? Why you say that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's recording. played a message of a police officer he's mad at me I'm gonna come up I'm gonna feed you okay you got a hockey game of 515 okay. are you excited okay if you score goals you're not gonna lose okay. or play hard All right, what are you supposed to say if you have fun you'll win Okay, guys, I got to go. And, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Bye-bye. What's that?